Welcome back to Fantasyologists. Let's get straight into the news. Probably the biggest sports week in terms of news since the shutdown. Start with the NBA. They released their schedule. And they'll start with a doubleheader on July 30th. A Thursday on TNT. Jazz Pelicans. Then Clippers Lakers. Jazz Pelicans open up as a pick em With a 220 and a half over under. Lakers Clippers on a neutral site have the Clippers minus one. With an over-under of 219. I just think that's significant because they have the Lakers favorite to win the title. But the uh, you know Clippers favored that game one uh, out the break. So that's pretty interesting there. Um, they are calling these eight games the seeding games. As the NBA teams are jockeying for seeding throughout both conferences. The rest of the schedule includes games as early as 12 p.m. Eastern. Since there are no home games in the West Coast, the latest start time for a game is 9 p.m. Eastern. NBA title odds, as mentioned before, the Lakers are plus 190. The best odds to win it all. Bet $100 and win 190 if the Lakers win. But give me the Clippers uh, at plus 325. I think they have the best odds. I think they have the best team. And I would roll with the Clippers to win it all. Um, to me, they have the best team in basketball on both sides. Deepest bench in the league. And a great coaching staff defensively. Three of the best perimeter defenders in the league. Pat Bev, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. One chink in the armor uh, is possibly Lou Williams. He's 50-50 on returning to Orlando. Uh, so we'll see. Still, they are pretty deep. And I love their odds. Another notable player who was out is Avery Bradley for the Lakers. He's concerned about the health risk of his family, so he has decided to opt out. So the leading candidate to replace him is J.R. Smith. Makes sense. Played with LeBron in Cleveland. Big-time three-point shooter and underrated defender. Um, we'll see if he has anything left in the tank. By July 1st, teams can, start, can sign a substitute player. Um, some other notable dates, July 7th through the 9th, teams travel to Orlando training camp will begin from the 9th till the 29th and the seeding games will begin on the 30th August 15th and 16th is the possible playing games for the 8th seed if needed August 17th the playoffs begin big time sprint once July hits coronavirus update Jokic tested positive for the coronavirus uh, smart the NBA has built in this time to allow positive test results and, sub- and subsequent quarantine time for the start of the season. They ran tests for 302 players and only 5% came back positive. So a really, really good sign for the NBA. Also, the NBA and the NBA Players Association plan to allow players to replace the last names on their jersey with social injustice statements. Last but not least, congrats to Vince Carter as he officially announced his retirement. And we'll be back with some baseball. Major League Baseball is finally back. This is going to be the craziest time in sports as these games and the leagues are all happening at once. The the MLB will start a 60-game regular season that will return on July 23rd or the 24th and go through September 27th. 
players and staff will start traveling to training camp sites starting July 1st. Teams will play their four divisional opponents 10 times each. And the other 20 games will go against interleague opponents in the same geographical area. So basically the AL East will play its own division as well as the NL East. And the same for each division in order to cut down massive travel to avoid spread of the virus. Opening day will kick off with the Nationals hosting the Yankees. Hard to get a better start than that. Both leagues will be using a universal DH for the first time, so the AL and NL will feature DHs. This helps out a team like the Reds big time as they were going to have to squeeze in playing time after adding Mustakis and Cassiano and... Akima, the Japanese player from the Reds. So, coronavirus update. The players and personnel will be tested every other day. Players will receive temperature checks twice per day. Players and person player personnel not participating in the game will sit in the stands at least six feet apart, of course. Antibody testing will be conducted once per month. There will be a COVID-19 related injury list. Lastly, any player who tests positive for COVID-19 will not be allowed to return until he tests negative twice. Big impact on season-long fantasy with so much uncertainty surrounding the virus. Right now, I'm on the fence about season-long, but daily fantasy is all systems go. NFC East preview up next. Breaking news, as of Sunday night, what has always made sense, Cam Newton lands with the New England Patriots. Cam Newton signs a one-year prove deal with New England. The 25-1 to odds to win the Super Bowl, Patriots get a 31-year-old Cam in his prime, and he appears to be healthy. You got to combine him with some of the best football minds, and Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels on the offense, where everyone involved has something to prove. It could be a huge year for Cam Newton. One healthy is a top 10 quarterback. It's going to help the offense. It's going to help out Julian Edelman. It's going to help out Sonny Michelle. Obviously, James White. These guys all get a boost. So you might get them, might be able to get them at their deflated price in drafts right now. Um, you got to start, obviously, Mahomes and Jackson, Watson, Prescott, Wilson, Murray, Rogers, and maybe even Matt Ryan over Cam Newton. Um, but he has the potential to crack into the top 10 with his upside. Let's get into the Redskins. In this upcoming season, I'll be doubling back on a lot of guys I had last year. I didn't have a good fantasy season due to some inconsistencies, but man, I had some good players. One being scary, Terry, Terry McLaurin. With back quarterback play all year, he was still able to produce. In 14 games, he went off for 919 yards and 7 touchdowns on 15.8 yards per reception not to mention that was his rookie season he still finished as a wide receiver two in PPR leagues finishing 24th he started out with a bang going five touchdowns in his first five games before running to some tough defenses and some bad QB play not to mention scary Terry is going 63rd overall right behind my guy DJ Chark so I have a tough decision to make there when it comes to those two in drafts Giants up next.
Just like McLaurin, Slayton had a hell of a rookie season. In 14 games, he went for 740 yards and 8 touchdowns on 15.4 yards per reception. Because of the better QB pay, he was able to come up with some monster games. Week 8 against Detroit was only 50 yards, but he scored twice. In Week 10 against the Jets, he went for 10 for 121 and 2 scores. And then against the Eagles in Week 14, he had 5 catches for 154 yards with 2 touchdowns. He has major upsides. One of the issues is that he has to share production with, with a full season of Tate, who joined the Giants a month into the season off suspension. Also, the offensive Shepard and Ingram he'll have to share with. Their running back is also not too shabby. Saquon Barkley finished 10th in PPR leagues, even in a somewhat down year. He can easily be a top three back. Barkley didn't get a ton of checkdowns from Danny Dimes like he did Manning, so that certainly hurt him some. He's going off the board second overall behind McCaffrey. Slayton is going in the middle of the ninth, Shepard in the 12th, and Tate in the 13th. I would take Slayton where he's going, but also give me some shares of Tate late. Reliable wide receiver that's always healthy, and you can bank on 100-plus targets. Cowboys up next. Dak Prescott signed a franchise tender worth over $31 million for the year. So for at least the 2020 season, we don't have to worry about Andy Dalton throwing the football. Although that's certainly not a bad second option to have behind Dak. Dak and the Cowboys will have until July 15th to come up with an extension. There isn't a ton of speculation here with the Cowboys. They produced from a short tree with Elliott Cooper and Gallup. So it'll be hard for CeeDee Lamb to come in and make a fancy impact right away. The potential big-time value here is Tony Pollard backing up Zeke. If Zeke were to go down, he'd have fan- he'd have huge fantasy implications. He'd be the lead back after running for 5.3 yards per carry last season. He's going in the middle of the 11th and could wind up being fantasy gold in that offense. Eagles next to wrap it up. Eagles made a ton of moves this offseason, including shoring up their weakness at corner, and in this division, they're going to need it. Traded for one of the best corners in Darius Slayton, something to watch for when opposing wide receivers play the Eagles now this season. In the draft, they selected Jalen Rieger with a 21st pick. Not knowing what to expect from Deshaun Jackson and the off-injured and still injured Alshon Jeffrey, this was a huge move. They also acquired Marquise Goodwin from the 49ers. We'll see how healthy the Eagles will be coming into the season if they need to hold on to Goodwin. They didn't address the running back position. Now there is still time to add Freeman or McCoy or some veteran help, but even still, this is Miles Sanders' backfield. He is inflating in drafts, and I can't be mad at it. Sanders finished running back 15 in PPR, rushing for 818 yards, and in addition to catching 50 balls for over 500 yards and totaling six touchdowns. And that was with Jordan Howard carrying a ball for 119 times. I'll be hard-pressed for anybody else to come here, in here with the Eagles and run for that much. Now, I'm sure they'll add someone as they don't want Sanders as they don't want to run Sanders into the ground. But for now, I'm buying Miles Sanders in the first round. That'll wrap it up for this week. 
We'll start doing these pods, dropping them on Thursdays, getting them ready for the NFL season and for some NBA daily. So look forward to some some Thursday podding. See you next week.